Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maddoxburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Jesus, and oh, he raised us 
today and ask the Lord for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Just for a moment or two, just ask the Lord give us the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised us that if we know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will God not give us the Holy Spirit when we ask him. So lift up your voice wherever you are and just pray tonight. Just pray this morning for just a short moment. Say, Lord, give me your Holy Spirit. Give me your Holy Spirit. Give me your Holy Spirit. Lord, pour out your Spirit upon us, Lord. Let your Spirit be upon us. Lord, let your Spirit rest upon us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for your mighty Holy Spirit. Come amongst us today by your Spirit and speak to us. In a way that will understand. Let us leave this place encouraged. Let us leave this place challenged. Let us leave this place transformed. In the name of Jesus. Let every life be enriched today Lord. By your word and by your Spirit. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands, let us pray. Father, thank you for your mighty spirit. As we come before your word, speak to us in a way that will understand. Holy Spirit, we surrender and we yield ourselves to your mighty control and leadership. 
Let your word improve every life that is here today. I humble myself and I say, use me to your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say your nicest, Amen. Amen. Wonderful, you may be seated. Wow. Well, today is Resurrection Sunday. Today is the day that we say Christ is risen. Then you say he's risen indeed. Let's try it. Christ is risen. Okay, let's try it for the second time. Christ is risen. Wonderful. So that's what you say. Just as on Christmas Day, you say Merry Christmas. And then you say what? Many happy returns or whatever you say. Uh The same way on Easter Sunday, you say, Christ is risen, then he's risen indeed. Amen. Amen. And today is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Many, I thought you would put your hands together. Many religions have a burial site or a tombstone for their Savior or their um, leader or kimpin or whatever you want to call him. Do you get it? Uh-huh. But we as Christians, we do not have a grave site because our Savior rose from the dead. Do you get it? Many of these religions, they go to the grave site to go and they, they, they ask, as it were, memorialize the gravesite. They go and do many things there. That is why when the Americans killed Osama bin Laden, they decided that they would not leave the body behind. Because what it will do is that it will be buried somewhere and then that place where he's buried will become a memorial which will yield more terrorists. So they decided that they were going to burn the body and scatter it in an undisclosed location in the ocean. Yeah. So even if they poured it here, the water would take it somewhere else. Yeah. To to wipe him out. That's why up to now you don't hear his name again. Yeah. He was very famous some time ago. I I was in America when the, the, the Twin Towers, I was actually where the Twin Towers came down. Yeah, you can see the whole cloud black with smoke. But today, you don't hear of Osama bin Laden again. Dead and gone. And most, a lot of religions, even them that have burials like Buddha, um, Gandhi, all these people you know. So just to be politically right, I don't want to mention names. But all these people you know, at, at least even Hari Baba, Hari Krishna. As for Hari Baba, when you mention his name, nobody can take you on. Yeah. There's nowhere that he was buried. Like, there's a place that he was buried to show that indeed he died. But there's no tomb for Jesus Christ. Why? Because he came out of the dead. (laughs) Hallelujah. So today is that day that we celebrate that great resurrection of our Savior. And it also tells us that truly, as he said, that he is the resurrection and the life. And he that believes in him, though he was dead shall live again, that indeed that scripture is true. Because if you can't, you yourself, you can't come out of the dead. How then will you guarantee that when I die, 
and I, I believe in you, I will rise from the dead. So he rose from the dead to guarantee us that we will also rise from the dead. So we are celebrating this wonderful day. It's also Gail's birthday. Today Gail is turning 40. Happy birthday, Gail. Um, 40 years is it's a pinnacle. And we, we are excited that God has given you life to see this day. When she was 39, her husband bought her a car. Now that she's 40... I don't know what a husband has to do. (laughs) Big Joe, I don't want to be in your shoes. (laughs) Hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, this Sunday, uh, I want to share with you something very short. Uh, I want to share about the tests of Easter. The tests of Easter. Hallelujah. Why is the church very quiet suddenly? You don't like exams. Yeah, the tests of Easter. In Luke 17 verse 1, Jesus is speaking. Jesus said, it is impossible that offenses should come, but woe unto him through whom they come. Jesus said, it is, it is not possible to be in this life without going through tests. We all send our children to school, but the fact that they go to school and they come doesn't mean they know what they are being taught in school. Therefore, oh, you were in school on Monday. Uh, let's take the picture. I'm ready. Okay. You were in school on Monday. <laughs> you were in school on Monday. You were in school on Tuesday and on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. You did not miss any day. I mean, in our modern day schools, they give award for 100% attendance. Do you get it? Uh, they give, when I take my children to speech and prize giving day, and you bring 100% attendance, that's the only thing you bring. <laughs> when we get to we will deal with you. <laughs> attendance. Now, the school does not use the attendance to say, okay, because you came to school every day, we are promoting you from grade three to grade four. Yeah. They let you write an exam to be sure that what they have taught you, you really know it. So that they can say, okay, you may now go to the next grade. So many people, you will see, I mean, many of us are not doctors today because of certain exams we did not pass. Some of us are not architects today because of certain exams we did not. Some of us are where we are because of the exams you passed. Hallelujah. Now, as, as Christians, we will also be tested. Life is full of tests and examinations. And as you pass various tests, you move to certain levels. And as you fail some tests, you are denied the opportunity to move to these levels. Now, as we are in the Easter season, we want to look at the tests that the Easter season brought to some Christians. And I just want to discuss three of them today. And I know these tests are relevant to us because they come to us every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Test number one. 
This is the test of the high priest and then the Pharisees. This test is a test of faith. So you can the test of faith is the test to show if we really believe what we say we believe, if we are really Christians or not. Matthew 27. Let's read from say verse 15. Matthew 27, reading from verse 15. The Bible tells us that now at that feast, the governor was wont to release unto them. A prisoner whom they would. For there was a notorious prisoner or a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Hallelujah. So you can already see the thing. This is when Jesus was arrested, when they delivered Jesus. All right? So follow the story clearly. Now the governor had to release somebody to them, anybody that they wanted released. And there was a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, the governor said, or Pilate said unto them, whom would you have that I release to you? Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ. Jesus. For he knew, why? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him unto them or they had delivered him. And when he was set on the judgment seat, his wife also sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with this just man, for I have suffered many things in my dream this day because of him. But the chief priest and elders persuaded the multitude that they asked for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. And the governor answered and said unto them, Which of the twine would you that I release unto you Barabbas or Jesus which is called Christ and they said Barabbas and the governor said unto them what then shall I do or what shall I do then with Jesus which is the Christ and they said let him be crucified and Pilate said why what evil had he done? And they cried the more, let him be crucified. This is a very interesting story. I don't know why you are looking at me as it's like it's the first time you are hearing this. Now, they brought Jesus. They had delivered Jesus to a guy called Pilate. Now, Pilate was known as a very erratic leader, I mean, no nonsense leader. I mean, if he feels like you must die, you will die. Anything he feels like doing, he will do. Carefree leader. I mean, he doesn't think deeply about... And if you're a leader, don't rush into decisions. The fact that they say a leader must have speed doesn't mean you must rush into decisions. You're a policeman, you see a thief, you feel like shooting, you just say, pow! I don't know if this country police are, 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 they account for every shooting that they shoot. But you are supposed to account for it. Whether it was a valid shot, what do you call it? What is the police term? What is the police term for it? No, I mean, when you, when you shoot somebody, they, 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 they would like to know whether the shot was a valid shot why you, you or you just shot, justified shot or not? 
Or you just shot the person. It's not you, you, you. Pilate was that type. So they knew that once we take Jesus to Pilate, he won't even listen to the case properly. Then he would just say that, let's kill him. But unfortunately that day, Pilate was thinking correctly. So when they brought Jesus and they brought up all the allegations, he said, okay. He thought of a way that, no, I think this guy, he already knew. Bible says, verse 8, it says, for envy they had delivered him. So he knew that, oh, these pastors and things, they were just jealous of the other pastor who is Jesus Christ. Because Jesus was, a, was just a pastor of his time. And the other pastors arrested him and took him to Pilate to kill him. So he said, oh, he just knew that, oh, this is a religious squabble. These pastors are jealous of this other pastor. So I'm going to use a trick. And I'm just going to make it a foolish case. So he brought a notable criminal. This criminal was called Barabbas. The Bible calls him notable because everybody knew him. He had stolen from almost everybody. He had raped so many people in the city. They knew him there. Everybody wanted Barabbas dead or in jail. The best place Barabbas could be was to be in jail. But... When they were present, so he said, should I release? So he knew that, oh, most definitely. I mean, Barabbas is like Osama bin Laden of our time. If I just give them Barabbas and, and Jesus, there's no way they will hate Jesus so much and choose Barabbas. That's, that's, that was what Pilate was thinking. But to Pilate's surprise, when he presented them the opportunity to choose Jesus and set Barabbas free, they said, no, we want not Why? The Bible says the chief priest and the elders persuaded the multitude to choose Barabbas and destroy Jesus. They convinced the people that it is better that Jesus dies and Barabbas is freed so that he will continue to rape our mothers, rape our wives, and rape our children, and steal our chickens. We like it. And the Bible says, when, when, when Pilate gave them the option, they said, no, let Barabbas be free and crucify Jesus. Now, the same people who were saying, crucify Jesus, they were the same people who Jesus had healed their sick people, Forgiving them their sins, delivered them from demons. You know, Jesus displayed many powers. One, he, he displayed, he had power to forgive sins. He forgave sins. He had power to heal diseases. He healed diseases. He had power to, to deliver people from, from demons. He delivered them from demons. He, even, he had power to even, he even fed them. Then he had power to raise people from the dead. He raised people from the dead. Yet still they said, kill him. The same people who a week ago were shouting, Hosanna, Jesus Christ, King of the Jews. The same people, they came back and they said, crucify him. Now, which, which, which three groups? Are? The chief priests, the elders, and the multitude. All the people. Now, why do we call it the test of faith? Because everything you say you believe, you will be tested for it. To see if you really believe it. And we know what you believe when you have to make a choice. Not when you say it. Because talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. So, I believe, I will, I will talk, look, talk is cheap. One guy, he told a certain lady, he said, look, I need you twice in my life. 
for now and forever. I, I do what? I need you twice in my life for now and forever. He still broke her heart. Yeah. I need you. Look, tell the nearest sister around you. I need you twice in my life. For now and forever. Hey. Look. Brothers. Those of you who don't know what to say. This is something you can say. I need you twice in my life. For now and forever. But that twice in my life, now and forever, it will be tested. And we know what you really believe when you have to make a choice. These guys who were shouting and giving Jesus fans a week ago, when they had to choose between Jesus and Barabbas, that day we knew exactly what they believed. Because even Pilate asked them, look, what evil has he done? The Bible says they shouted the more. Let him be crucified. Beyond, they, they couldn't even argue it out with, with, with Pilate to explain to him. They just used shouting, crucify him. Crucify him. Even to the point where now they blackmailed Pilate. Because they told Pilate, if you don't kill this guy, you are not really a friend of Caesar. Then the issue ended. Yeah. They blackmailed him. Now, church, what do you really believe? We will know when it's tempted. When at your workplace, you have to cheat your way to survive. We know whether you are really a Christian or not. It's not because you came to church and you sang in the church. When I have tears on my pillow, pain in my heart, Jesus, look, when you are writing an exam and you, you are caught between, you have to cheat and then do the right thing. That's where we will know whether you are really a believer. The test of your faith, what do you really believe? When you have to choose to stand with Christians or stand with unbelievers, and you make a choice, we know exactly what you believe. These ones did not pass, but may you pass. May you pass. When you have to make a choice, that's when we really know. When you have to choose between a Christian beloved and an unbeliever beloved, that's when we know. Hey, pastor, but you know the Christian brother is very short. <laughs> it's too short. <laughs> so, who, who should marry the short brothers? No, seriously, who should marry the short brothers? God made him short. What can he do? Are you going to stretch him? where we know. When you wake up Sunday morning and it's very cold, winter is coming. 
and you have to make a choice between hiding under your blanket and coming to check through the cold. That's when we know what you really believe. That's when we know it. There's no other time. There's no other time. Number two. Second test. The test of gain. Test of gain. What you gain. What you can have. The test of what you can have. Matthew 26. Verse 14, the Bible says, Then one of the twelve went to the high priests and said unto them, verse 15, What will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him 30 pieces of silver. Verse 16 says, And from that day or from that time, he sought for an opportunity or an occasion to betray him. This is Judas. The first one is the high priest, the elders, and the multitude. The second one is Judas. Judas is the type of person who gets involved in something based on what they will get in return. He's the type of church member who joins the church based on what they can get from the church. That's Judas. He went to the high priest. He said, what will you give me? I can deliver him unto you. What will you give me? Then the Bible says they made an agreement with him. They covenanted with him or they made a contract with him for 30 pieces of silver. If you deliver him unto us, we will give you 30 pieces of silver. Verse 16 says from that time, he started to look for an opportunity. He sought an opportunity to betray him. Why are you serving God? Many people are serving God because of what they can get from God. Not because they find it so amazing that Jesus shed his blood for us. And the only reasonable thing to do is to serve him. Somebody who gave his life for me, I think the only thing I can do in return is to also give my life to serve him. Or even because we love God. No! Many people are around because of what they can get. What can I get? I hear that this church, there are a lot of beautiful girls in this church. So, when I come to this church, I'm very, 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 it's very, very sure. Very, very sure that I'll be okay. I'll, I'll find one. I'll find one. What if you don't find one? What happens if you don't find one? This is the reason why you can be in the church with a brother. When he sees a beloved in another church, he will leave the church. He will leave this church to go to that church. It's very clear. When he finds somebody, he sees a beautiful, maybe he's walking in town, um, the mall here, what's it called? Liberty Mall. Then he sees a nice girl with a long hair, Brazilian hair. I hear there are two things you can never separate, a slave queen and and her wig. You can never set them apart. A slave queen and her wig. So you see a wig moving in Liberty Mons. Ah, this is the one. My God. Ha! My, 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 my God. When you say, so, brother, do you really know the sister? Oh, pastor, this is a new one. Brand new. 
She's brand new. She's brand new. And surprisingly, what you are calling brand new is somebody's ex. Yeah. She has been done by somebody and you have found her. Then you will see the brother will follow the buttocks like that. Out of the church. Sorry. Yeah. What will I get? You see a sister choosing a guy. And you wonder. This guy is going to take you off your relationship with God. But he's looking at. He got some money. He can help me with my. Hey pastor. So how would I pay my rent? If it's because of the rent. Why don't you date an estate agent rather? Why don't you date the landlord? Why don't you date the landlord himself? Yeah, if it's just because of rent, then date the landlord. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Oh, Tyler, it doesn't make sense. If it's just because, if she's dating you because you will pay her rent, then she might as well date the landlord. The owner of the house. That's all. Case closed. Case closed. Yeah. The owner of the flat. That's the owner. Sure. I'm excited to be here this Sunday, I tell you. <laughs> ah. But you have people around. When they have to make choices, they make choices based on what they will get. I don't relate with any of you based on what I will get from you. No. And I've not gotten much from you anyway. <laughs> so if that's why I was relating with you, I would have been disappointed by now. Yeah, I would have been very disappointed. Oh, please, I'm relating with I know that this one is going to give me a shoe. This one is going to give me a shirt. This one, I'm still wearing the shirt that I came from Johannesburg with. I'm still wearing them. And the shoes. I mean, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> ah, ah. Yeah. My suppliers are still the same. It has not changed. The same people who supply my things are the same people who are supplying my things up to today. Yeah. I mean, girl, would you want to relate with somebody based on what you will get from the person? When the thing stops coming, what do you do? Many of us relate with God based on what we can get. Judah said, how much will you give me? How much will you give me? They said, we can give you 30 pieces. Oh, I like that thing. It will solve my taxi business. I have a taxi that runs from here to, um, no, um, Popomeni, that side. Howick. I need to maintain it. So, 30 pieces of silver. Please help this guy. 30 pieces of silver will sort out this issue. Many of us move like that. But when the time comes that you are being tested on this ground, my prayer is that you will survive. Yeah. yeah. I hear that this church, a lot of, a lot of uh, miracles are happening in this church. So, you, so what if you come and you don't get a miracle? What if you come and you don't get a miracle? 
And you see this when people have serious issues or when they travel to the hometown. Wherever you come from, Gungundlovu, Tofim, Vava, and all these places. Then you begin to see, you see, when they have gone home, they've gone to double in something before they come. So, we are the, the whole family is going to see us and go, it's a family thing. It's not, pastor, it's not, I'm not the one. It's the family. It's, hey. The whole family is going to see Dr. Kintu. Do you know Dr. Kintu? Dr. Kintu is a powerful mutiist from Uganda. I met him myself one day. <laughs> because I heard, his, I say, I'd heard his name a lot. So one day I saw and then somebody said, this is Dr. Kintu. Look, the Dr. Kintu is just like you and I. So the person I was with, he asked Dr. Kintu, Dr. Kintu, I haven't seen you in a long time. Then do you know what Dr. Kintu said? Oh, no, he said to him, I hear you went to India. He said, I didn't go to any India. I just went to Uganda and I came. <laughs> but so that the people who believe that I have some powers, I told all of them that I've gone to India. <laughs> yeah. But when you have to make a major decision, you see people dabbling. Oh, let's go and see a mood. One day I was with a lady. She said we had been steaming some things at work. She used to work in one of the, for security reasons I can't mention, but I said we have been stealing, one of these people who deal in chickens. They have been stealing chickens and all these type of things from work. He said, my colleagues, there's an investigation at work and my colleagues, they said they are going to watch the CCTV or something. My colleagues told me that, let's go and see a Sangoma. And I said to them, me, I'm a Christian. I don't go to San Gomez. And they said to me, they would tell the multi person to do the whole thing such that I'm the only one who will appear. <laughs> so, I was afraid. So, I decided to come and see you. I said, really? You two, when you go to work, don't steal chicken. <laughs> If you didn't steal this chicken, we won't have all these problems. Yeah. So I asked her, what do you want us to do? She said, I want, us to, I want you to pray with me. I said, no problem. As for prayer, it's not difficult. We prayed. Today, as I speak to you, she's managing one of their... She's a manager for... At that time, she was a floor member. She's a manager. Yeah. But you will run to a mutiist. And put a chain. Some of you have chains on your waist. Yeah. Yeah. Fine protocol will not allow us to inspect and see. But there are, there are chains on your waist. Yeah. Which has been given to you by, by, by Dr. Kintu's friends. Yeah. To wear it on your waist and move around for security. What will I get? If I marry this girl, what will I get? If I marry this guy, what will I get? If I take this job, what will I get? It's all about what we will get. Judas was like that. Judas was like Look, don't do things because of what you will get. Life is about what you can give. Yeah. Life is about, show me anybody who is rich who has not given anything. 
Show me any millionaire in the world. They've provided a service. Notable among them is Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is rich because of what they give to us. Yeah. What do you do? What can you offer? Join the church because of what you can offer to the kingdom of God. Not because of what the kingdom of God can offer to you. And this church, if I come, somebody will pay my rent. Or if I come, somebody will pay my school fees. Listen. Come because Jesus died and shed his precious blood for you. And if the only thing we will get in, heaven, in return is to go to heaven, so be it. So be it. Number three, I close with this one. The test of loyalty. The test of loyalty. This is the test of Peter. In Matthew 26, we look at Peter. When Jesus was being tried, in verse 69, the Bible says, Now Peter was without in the palace. And a damsel came unto her and said, You were with Jesus of Galilee. And Peter denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he had come to the porch, another maid saw him and said to them that were there, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. And and again he denied before them with an oath. I know, I do not know this man. After a while, them that stood by came unto him and said unto Peter, <laughs> Thou art one of them, for thy words betrayed thee. Bible says, and he began to curse and swear, saying, I know not the man. And the cock crew. This is Peter. When they were going to kill Jesus, he was following. Now, Jesus had told him before that you, you would deny me. That you are just moving in the church with your six pack, moving around and saying, I, I, I am in the loyalty house. I, but when you are tried, you will deny me. As I'm preaching, some of you are saying, why is he talking about this test? We are in the church. We are, I'm talking about so that what happened to Peter doesn't happen to you. The same way when Jesus was talking to Peter, Peter was, oh, I mean, over my dead body. Look, I'm with you. If you want me to die, I will die. But when they arrested Jesus and they were going to kill him, a little girl, a damsel, a, this girl is like a damsel, a little girl. Even you cry, your damsel status is finishing. A little girl came to Peter. Peter was a bearded man. Peter had beard like, I don't know whether I should use this or this, but one of them. <laughs> one of them. Bearded, properly bearded, grown man. But a little girl said, Shoo, I saw you, you were with Jesus in Galilee. Peter said, me, I've never even been to Galilee before. <laughs> me, all my life, I, have ne- I was born here in PMB. I have never been to Galilee before. The girl said, oh, it's okay. Maybe it's a mistake. Maybe it's a mistake. I don't know a lot of things. Maybe it's a mistake. Sorry, sir. 
So he was even angry. He didn't want to sit there anymore. So the Bible says he went into the port. The Bible says he was without, meaning that he was outside the palace. Without means outside, okay. Good. So now he went to the port because so these girls who don't respect, they talk anyhow. No, he's going to the palace. So when he went to the port, the Bible says another maid, a domestic worker, saw him and said to the people, this guy, he was with Jesus of Nazareth. Bible says he swore with an oath. He went to the police station to take an affidavit. To show that he doesn't know Jesus. He said, I don't know the man. The, the first one, he said he, was, he has never been to Galilee. This time he said he, does, he doesn't know the man. They took, they showed him pictures from Facebook. That look, this is a picture of you and Jesus here. He said, no, lie, lie, Photoshop. This thing is Photoshop. He said, it can't be me. No, never. Never. It's Photoshop. He argued with an old... He said, he went for an affidavit from the police station to show that, listen... Stop what you are doing. It's not this this man. I don't know him. I've never met him before. I've never met him before. With an oath. That, that word is the word. And he denied with an oath. He didn't only say it's not me. With an he swore, it's a, with an oath. It's not me. Sign in front of with the commissioner of oath. With witnesses around. It's not me. I don't know this guy. So he was standing. After some time, the people look at him and they say, nah, 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 nah. Even the way you talk, you talk like the guy. Your preaching is like the guy. The way you do things is like the guy. So they came to him again. They said, look, brother, there's no problem. It's just that we know that you are one of them. Peter said, what do you mean? <laughs> Bible says, this kind of, he didn't even use the affidavit again. No. He swore and he cursed. Swore and cursed. Look, the meaning of the word swear is the what you are thinking about. And the meaning of the word curse is the curse you are thinking. He started to insult foolish people. Stupid. Don't bled the fool. Don't be silly. If you look at me, do I look like somebody who walks with this type of man? Do I look like that type? What do you mean? Foolish? Do, don't do, you, you, especially you over there, don't be silly. Don't be silly. Did you go to school? Speak like an intelligent person. You say I was with this guy. Me, never. How? I mean, look at me. Look at my suit. And look at him. He's wearing boxer shorts. Do, do, do we look like we are in the same category? Somebody who's wearing boxer shorts in public and me that I'm wearing a suit you say I'm with him where, where do I know him from where do I know him from where do I know him from he went to UKZN I went to DUT how, how, how do we meet what do you mean by that I'll slap you right now look when people are serious don't come in don't, don't bring these your things here I hear if he was colored, you'd have taken out a gun and started to pa pa pa. Be careful what you are saying, eh? Be careful, eh? You guys be careful. But many of us are like that. 
Unfortunately, when there's pressure in the church, that's where you start to deny the church. Yeah. There's pressure around. Uh-uh. I, mean, I, don't, I mean, recently we had this um, xenophobic skirmish around. I mean, I heard somebody say, this church has foreigners. That's when you see our own people. I mean, I don't go to that church. <laughs> no, seriously, me, I don't go to that church. I don't know that Pastor Daniels from anywhere. Then they show you the pictures that we took. Wait, where's our cameraman? They show you the pictures. Please take a picture of us. They show you the pictures. Uh-huh. And this one also. Uh-huh. Just please look in the camera. Then you say, no, no, no. It's a Photoshop. It's not me. It wasn't me. That's not how my face is. No, it's not me. Yeah. It's not me. I don't know them. This foreigners, I don't know them. But when you were having your graduation, we came to, even your own parents didn't come. Yeah. Even your own parents, your own parents did not come. Yeah. But it's the foreigners who came to come and stand there and take pictures with you so that you are not alone. So that you, when your friends are taking pictures with their family members, you also have a family to take a picture with. But now that there's trouble, you say, I don't know these foreigners. Even your mother didn't come. Your mother didn't come. Yeah, I'm serious. It's Easter Sunday. Even your mother did not come. Yeah. Let's be serious. Your mother did not come. We came to stand there with you. But today, because there's an issue, suddenly say, and the foreigners, the foreigners, the foreigners. You are, you are laughing at Peter, but think of yourself. Yeah. When there's a small issue, uh, even in these type of churches that they play drums. <laughs> I don't go to churches that they play drums. I just go to the places where they, they sing only hymns. And they play the keyboard. Yeah. Please, please give me one hymn lesson. Or, or even the tent. I go to where they use the tent. I go to the tent church. Please give me some tent music. <laughs> yeah. to church and your beloved has finally decided, has seen that you have a bad attitude and has decided to leave you. And say, oh no, I'm not me. I won't go to the church again. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it our fault that your beloved has left you? Or are we the cause of your suppo- supposedly bad attitude? You have come to church, somebody has broken your phone. You say you won't come to church. Even we had a case quite recently. It's like somebody has come to church with another somebody, then it looks like I don't even want to say it on Sunday. Sit down. <laughs> yeah. It's like I've left the church. I have left the church because I came to church and somebody took my beloved. Meanwhile, the person took your beloved in your area. Why haven't you left your area? 
haven't you left your area? Why haven't you left South Africa? The person took your beloved in South Africa. Why haven't you left South Africa? The person took your beloved in this world. Why haven't you left the world? Why don't you relocate to, to Mercury? They are, I hear there are hot guys there because it's, it's closer to the sun. Why haven't you gone there? Huh. But you see, the person has departed. When there's pressure, Peter was under a little pressure. He said, I don't know Jesus. I don't know Jesus. I don't know him. The same guy he was with all along. The guy who called him the rock. He said, I don't know him anymore. I don't know him from anywhere. I've not seen him from. Meanwhile, Jesus was planning to build the church upon him. So I don't know him anywhere. Sometimes even because of a job, you see, you have, you have left everything we have planned to do with you. You say, I got a job in Transkai. I'm going to Transkai. Then somebody will say, hey, pastor, but if he gets a job, what should you do? Why don't you look for a job here so that we can build a church with you? Why don't you look for a job here so we can build a church with you? Doing something for God requires sacrifice. You have to lose something. You have to sacrifice. Maybe it's your dignity. Maybe it's, it's even what you can afford. Maybe even it's the type of life you can lead. Do you know what we have had to sacrifice to be here? Look, let me tell you, don't tell anybody on a Monday morning. <laughs> South Africa is not the place. Get out of your delusion. It is not the place. Yeah. When I was growing up, I wasn't planning. It, was, it wasn't in, if you ask me to live the top 10 countries I want to live in, it will never feature. Yeah. So when you move, and say, eh, those guys who have come here, look, stop it. Stop it, stop it. Stop it. You have gone to America. Can you compare what we are sitting in with what you went to? Don't bring yourself. The first day I set foot in America, the pastor in New York, he said to me, welcome to America. We are 20 kilometers away from heaven. That's what he said to me. How far are we here from heaven? Don't bring yourself, please. I hear my time is up, folks. I hear my time is up. My prayer is that when we are all, and all of us will be tempted one way or another. One way or another. We'll be tempted to know whether we really believe what we say we believe. We'll be tempted to know whether we are in what we are doing. Anything we are doing, whether your marriage, your relationship, whether you are in it because of what you will get or what you can give or because you just love God. Are you in the church just because you love God or you are in the church because you have just spotted a nice guy who's moving over? What if he doesn't choose you? And he chooses some and he has that right to choose who he wants. You also be tested to see, are you loyal? Are you faithful or not? Will you deny the Lord or you will not deny the Lord? You will be tested. Hey, Pastor, but I will never deny Jesus. When you have to choose, once you, like I told you on Tuesday, once you choose this, it means you have denied that. It's as simple as that. You don't have to look at this one and say, I mean, like I have two sons. This is one of them, then there's another one. If I have one thing, 
and I, I say, okay, I've given it to you. What it means is that automatically, without even saying, I'm telling the other one that I've not given it to you. I will not give it to you. It's not like I can say, you, you are a foolish boy because you are shorter than your other brother. That's why I'm not. No, I don't have to say all that. By giving it to one person, I have just said that I will not give it to the other one. So when you have to make a choice, that's where we see where your loyalty lies. Make a choice between your family and God. We see where your loyalty lies. Make a choice between your friends and God. We see where your loyalty lies. Have to make a choice between between your, your place of origin and God. We see where your, your loyalty lies. I pray that we will all be faithful. We will, at the end, when we are tested, we will be found faithful. That will look at you and say, "Oh, well done, good and faithful self." May that be your story. And Jesus, stand to your feet. Let's pray as we close. Lift your hands and just pray for yourself shortly. We are closing. Just pray for yourself shortly. And say, Lord, help me to be faithful. Help me that in the time of test, trials and temptation, may my confession be true. May I not be like Peter who denied knowledge of you. May I not be like Judas who gave you, betrayed you for what he will get. May I not be like the the Pharisees, the high priest, and the multitude who chose Barabbas instead of you. May I choose you. May I choose you. May I choose you. May I choose you. Lift your hands. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your mighty Holy Spirit. Help us that in the time of our test and our trial, we will make the right decision. That will choose you at all times. When we have to deny you. When we are presented with options. May our testimony still be true. And may we choose you. May we choose your people. May we choose you Lord. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. Thank you for laying down your life. For us. Thank you oh God. For rising from the dead. To present to us the opportunity that we will also rise from the dead. We are grateful. As you lay down your life for us, help us to also give our lives to your service. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Say a louder, Amen. Wonderful. You are here this morning and say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want you to, I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. You are here like that. You know that if you die, you won't go to heaven. And say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. I want to pray. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven. Lift up your right hand from where you are standing. I'll pray with you. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift your right hand. I want. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I'll pray with you. Pastor, I want to go to heaven. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. If you lifted up your hand, come to me in the front. I'll pray with you quickly. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. If you lifted up your hand, just come to me. I'll pray with you quickly. I'll pray with you quickly. You lifted up your hand. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Come, I'll pray with you. 
I'll pray with you. Put your hands together for them. They, they are coming. Wow. Come, let me pray with you quickly. Wonderful. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess you as the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these young ones. Wash them with your blood. Use them. Fill them with your spirit and use them to your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wonderful. Go with our brother over there. He has something special for you. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.